Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And a very good afternoon to you. Thank you very much for joining us here on this Thursday. I'm Jim Ferretti in for Tim Lance. This is Portland's Afternoon News. Students in Lake Oswego at the high school there. We're in a secure and hold before being released from campus this afternoon following a threat that sparked a lockout. KXL's Zachary Barnes shares what we know so far. At around 10.45 this morning, Lake Oswego police received word of a possible threat at Lake Oswego High School. There is currently no active threat, but Sergeant Tom Harper explains why students remained holding in their classrooms hours after the threat. As you can imagine, with a school that size, it takes time to check everything and, uh, you know, check students and things like that. And um, we have a number of uh, uh, outside agency officers that are assisting us with that uh, just because of the scale of that search. There are just under 1,500 students at Lake Oswego High School. Police not revealing the nature of the threat or where it originated from. Police also warn that parents should stay away from campus during lockdowns because it will only delay the reopening process. Zachary Barnes, FM News 101. Meanwhile, police in Tigard are investigating a double homicide. KXL's Nick Miller has that story. Tigard police say just before noon today, there was a report of a shooting at the Birch's apartment complex. When officers arrived, they found a man and a woman who died at the scene. Kelsey Anderson of Tigard police says a canine unit was called in to help search for a suspect. And uh, during that time, they were asking people who lived in that immediate vicinity to stay in their homes just to protect the integrity of the canine track. That didn't last very long. Um, they, they did not locate the suspect in that area. Anderson says nobody has been arrested in the case at this point. Uh, but again, from a safety perspective, we don't think there's any ongoing threat to the immediate neighborhood there. Neither of the victims have been identified, and the investigation is ongoing. Nick Miller, FM News 101. It is 4.05. Despite what is happening around the country, the COVID-19 curve is headed in the right direction here in the Portland area. KXL's Grant Mackill has the very latest. Clackamas County Public Health Director Philip Mason Joyner says, despite the highly contagious Omicron variant now confirmed in Oregon, cases are down this week across the Tri-County region. We were up a little bit last week. We're now down again this week. That is certainly good news. And he says the modeling shows a similar trend for the foreseeable future. However, he warns that the new variants and the holidays could derail things. Keep your gatherings as small as you can. If you do gather indoors, ventilated room is really important. If that's not available, mask wearing is really effective and important, especially if you have higher risk folks that you'll be gathering with. Grant Hill, FM News 101. Boy, it was a sight to see truckers lined up along the side of Interstate 5 in Southern Oregon for hours waiting for the freeway to reopen. It was closed yesterday between Ashland and Redding in Northern California due to blizzard conditions. It did reopen finally a little bit earlier this afternoon. The city of Sandy wants a new road that would bypass the city's downtown. Mayor Stan Polium says the council has been working with ODOT to study the feasibility of a bypass. That would help, you know, traffic get through town a little better, their final destination, but also allow for a more walkable and more pleasant shopping destination for our city 
for folks who'd like to stop in and do that. Mayor Pulliam tells us the city is growing, but so is the traffic on Highway 26, which runs right through the middle of town. The project is still years off. The soonest that shovels could hit the ground would probably be 2040. The driver accused of hitting a man with his car in southeast Portland and leaving him for dead more than three months ago has been arrested. Police say 35-year-old Joseph Riley was reportedly walking on the shoulder at Holgate exit off McLaughlin Boulevard when 26-year-old Gregory Anderson hit him, left his car at the scene, and then took off. Anderson is charged with manslaughter. It's now 4.09, so will Fred Meyer and QFC employees stay on the job, or will they hit the picket line tomorrow? KXL's Rosemary Reynolds updates our story. Negotiations between the union and Kroger, the parent company, have been going on for months now. Talks continued a couple of days this week. UFCW Local 555, representing the workers, says wages are not keeping up with inflation. And Kroger has been withholding information, leading to the filing of unfair labor practices. This employee tells me he will be forced to cross the picket line. It's going to be awkward. Because I have to come to work because my contract's not expired and the food department is. Now, this is bizarre and very troubling. The union really would like to get the contract resolved. Our grocery workers uh, have faithfully served our communities uh, for the past two years during the pandemic. If we end up going out on strike Friday morning, we really hope the community has our backs too. Rosemary Reynolds, FM News 101. Coming up at 416, how would you like to get paid to not buy cream cheese? We'll explain that. Then it's uh, five things you need to know today at 419. California paramedics are under investigation after reportedly refusing to treat a man. And a group of American hostages have been freed after being in captivity for more than two months. Stay connected to Portland's Afternoon News on FM News 101 KXL. Welcome back to Portland's Afternoon News on FM News 101 KXL. Good afternoon. I'm Jim Ferretti in for Tim Lance. Now, have you heard about this cream cheese shortage yet? Yeah, well, Kraft is using it as a marketing opportunity just in time for the holidays, a limited number of people will be able to spend $20 on dessert and let Kraft foot the bill. Basically, customers who can get their hands on cream cheese, who can't get their hands on cream cheese, that is, because apparently there's a shortage right now, can get another baked good on Kraft's dime. Tomorrow and Saturday, 18,000 people will be able to claim their reimbursement by visiting a special website set up by the Philadelphia Cream Cheese owners. Lucky, lucky winners will be able to submit rec uh, receipts for a few weeks later. They'll set that up for you. The campaign is a way to soften the blow, they say, on the shortage without damaging the brand. 419 now, time for the five things you need to know today. Number five. Holiday winter travel is back. AAA says travel numbers are on par with the pre-pandemic record year of 2019. They estimate more than 109 million Americans will travel over the long Christmas and New Year's week from December 23rd through January 2nd. Number four. Some Southern California paramedics are under investigation after reportedly refusing to enter a senior care facility where a man was suffering cardiac arrest. Police say the paramedics insisted the man be brought outside before they could start treating him, citing a COVID-19-related state law. 
The man died at the hospital less than an hour later. All of the paramedics under investigation have been placed on leave. Number three. President Biden has signed a measure raising the federal debt limit. The bill raises the debt ceiling by $2.5 trillion into 2023. Number two. The remaining members of a missionary group who were kidnapped two months ago have been free. Ohio-based Christian Aid Ministries issued a statement saying that the 12 remaining hostages, quote, are free. The missionaries were kidnapped by a gang on October 16th. There are five children in the group, including an eight-month-old. Number one. Residents in Mayfield, Kentucky, the town hard hit by a destructive and deadly tornado, are trying to put their town back together despite rain and strong winds now. Cody Smith is a resident of the town and mail carrier, and he's back on the job. Residents like William say he is appreciated for his service. He's done an excellent job. This man is a, is a hero in his way, an unsung hero. He's, he's out here working and getting us mail, stuff we may need. Governor, Governor Andy Bashir says the federal government also already sending financial help to residents. And those are the five things you need to know today.